millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. So, welcome back to the Criminal Connection with your host, Terry Stone, aka the Podfather. Today, we've got a very special guest, um, great friend of mine, um, starting many movies together. Welcome to the Criminal Connection podcast, Mr. Josh Myers. Hello, you all right? <laughs> How are you, mate? Not bad. How are you, Gator? see you, mate. Good you too, you. mate. Always, as always, very good. Oh, I appreciate you coming on. And, Pleasure. Uh, Anytime. I'm looking forward to talking about your illustrious career. <laughs> yeah. How we met yeah. on Grinder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everyone that. That might be true. 50, 50. 
But Josh, you know, um, you've been acting now for, for a long period of time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've established um, yourself as a true crime um, geezer actor. I know you don't just do that. Yeah. But obviously that's been the, the, the body of work. And I think yeah. obviously for all the listeners and all the viewers watching and listening to this podcast, um, I think they'd like to know who the real Josh Myers is. Who the real Josh Myers? That's a hard one. I, I don't know, are, you, are you ready for this? Don't so it. we're going to go way, way back. Yeah, way when back. you was a little boy, where did you grow up, Josh? Well, I grew up, I grew up um, in Edgware. Yeah, went to school around there, went to primary school. Um, then I went to secondary school around there. But ever since I grew up, I've always loved acting. I've, uh, you know, it's in my family, as you know, which we're, we're stumbling I'm really on. disappointed. I thought you was going to literally sit here and say, when I was a little boy, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't. You wanted to be an actor, but that's yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. How old was you? Like? I must have been 10. Wow. Yeah, definitely about 10, 11 years old. I just wanted to be an actor. Always. I loved it. I loved being... Um, I'll tell you what happened was, basically, uh, my dad and my grandpa, they're in the film industry. Obviously, my grandpa's not around anymore. But um, you know my dad. Um, he's a big film produ uh, distributor. My grandpa owned loads of cinemas across the UK. Also a distributor. Um, so ever since a young age, like having time off school or going to like... You know, like when you've like gone the summer holidays, you've got like six weeks off, haven't you? I, I used to love going to work with my dad. So I'd go to the offices, I could see all that there'd be like a film library, posters everywhere, films, just be like, I'm like in it, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I got to go to film sets with my dad and I was just like, and I could see how everyone gets treated and it's just, it was just amazing. I was like, oh my God, I want to be an actor. Yeah. So my dad was just like, well, why don't you go to drama school? Yeah. And that was that. Then I went to Sylvia Young. Put your beret on. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> went, to, went to Sylvia Young drama school. Uh, I think I started there about 13, wow. 12, 13. And then, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. I just carried on going. I never gave up. We got, we got to talk about um, your dad's name as well. Oh, my it's, my oh, my, it's my grandpa's name, isn't it? Right. My dad's dad. So, yeah, so my- This is a great bit of movie trivia for you all. Yeah, this is incredible. Not a lot of people believe it, but when they start Googling and researching, they're like, oh my God, but cause it is quite surreal, I'm about to say. But basically, uh, my dad's dad, my grandpa, was called Michael Myers, and he helped John Carpenter um, uh, he distributed uh, Halloween all over the UK because he owned cinemas. But prior to that, he did a, a film called, John Carpenter did a film called Assault on Precinct 13. Brilliant film. Yeah, it's a great film. Uh, and it bombed in America. It did shit. It did really crap. One of my favourite movies. I know, I loved it. Um, but then my grandpa took it to the UK, distributed it all around London, made a big name for um, John Carpenter, made him quite a success across the pond, you know, like back in America. So people started taking him seriously. So his next project was Halloween. So then to pay homage to my grandpa for everything he's done, he called my grandpa the man with the golden handshake. He basically said, everything you touch turns to gold. So to say thank you to my grandpa for everything he's done to help him like, boost his career, um, he named the killer in Halloween films after my grandpa. Did, so that's why the killer's called Michael Myers. Did your granddad used to wear that white mask when he went no, to No, I meet. used to wear the white mask. <laughs> no, I'll tell you a story about it. Yeah, so that's why the killer in all the Halloween films I called Michael that. Myers is after my grandpa. Yeah, because uh, I've got a big uh, letter at home from, my from uh, John Carpenter on my dad's wall in the office. It says... Um, um, the man with the golden handshake. If it wasn't for Michael Myers, I'd be working in some motel somewhere, sweeping up. He made my life, made my career. So that's why he called it after that's him. Amazing. Crazy, isn't it? I like, it's what a great story. I mean, it's, it's crazy because if you, you think like, it's quite an iconic serial killer film. 
like in all over the world. Yeah. And my grandpa is actually was named after it. I remember the music. <laughs> oh, it's great, wasn't it? Bum, 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 bum. Always something came on, I used to get goosebumps. Like, yeah, go on. I think I saw, I think, I'm pretty sure that I either saw that on a video. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. What, then, Halloween films? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. And then... Um, and then it was like every Halloween there would be yeah. another one come out yeah. so it'd be like right we've got to go to the cinema and watch yeah it. I, think, I think the original was re really good they, they've all been alright I think the last the last one I think was Halloween Kills I think it's done now oh you can never know he always fucking comes back doesn't he? he's been shot stabbed about a million times he just walks down like the fucking Terminator doesn't he it sounds a bit like Rise of the Foot Soldier yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keeps getting resurrected we keeps getting resurrected but um, yeah, in Rise of the Foot Soldier if you die you don't really die you can come yeah, back yeah you can come back any time hopefully <laughs> but, but with uh so you're, you're at 13 and uh, obviously you're doing this Silver Young thing. So um, was that mainly theatre? Uh, no, it was everything really because obviously when you go to drama school you've got to sing, dance and act, don't you? You've got to do all three really. I'd love to see you singing and dancing. Well, I can't fucking sing. And I, I can't... can see you pirouetting, Josh. <laughs> going, no, no, no. Oh, I'll tell you what, mate. I can't, I can't fucking sing and I can't fucking dance. I can't fucking act either. But uh, <laughs> no, so basically... Um, uh, my grandpa knew Sylvia, so basically, you know, said a couple of things, or whatever, and she was like, you know, I can't just let him in because he's your grandson, whatever. He said, why not? He punched her. I would have done. No, so I'm not more than punched her, but I said, why not? He's my yeah, son, no, you know he, what he I am? Her. You got arrested Don't make him put that mask on. Don't <laughs> put a mask on <laughs> yeah. and come in your house. Just fucking iron you out. Sword, yeah. <laughs> Do all of you and Sylvia Young. Mm. So, yeah, so that was it. So, um... Basically, cut on story short, I had to woo her with an audition. Have you flat on your eyelashes? Were you like that? Yeah, I was going like that. <laughs> she said, "I've got to woo her. I've got to like woo her with an audition." Because I said, "I can't sing and I can't dance. I just want to act." She was like, "Well, you need all three at this school." So I did a I did an audition from Train Spotting. Right. Uh, I must have been about what, just not even thirteen, and I just literally blew her away. I remember just her sitting there, just going like this. And I was like, oh, I've done something wrong. She was like, that was unbelievable. What did you, what was, you, you didn't play the dead baby in Transport, did you? No, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But uh, I, tr I tried. I, <laughs> I was just imagine you walking in with a nappy on. Yeah, I was trying to be... I was trying to be proper fucking method and just right. walking in with a shitty nappy. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I, I can't remember what the scene was, but I, it's, it basically goes... What, what um, character was it? Oh, I can't remember. It was, it was it, uh, I can't remember his bloody name now. Uh, it was the bit where he goes, have you, have you ever... Um, uh, he talks about heroin and stuff. And he's like out of his nut, and he um, says, um, uh, "I basically ever tried heroin." That it's was like, Ewan McGregor, right? I think it was. I think it was Ewan McGregor. I can't remember. I was like thirteen years old when I died, but I was reading it from the book and I had the script on. And I just found a bit that would be cool. He talks about. It's basically talking about take the best orgasm you've ever had, times that by like a hundred, and you're still nowhere near the hit of a heroin. Really? Yeah, and that, that's the kind of thing I went for. And when I, was, I watched, I watched that movie and. You know, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it's a good um, film, yeah. I mean, Danny Ball's a great director. Oh, it's right? fantastic director. But I, I did, when I watched that movie, it did make, I mean, it is a great advert not to take drugs. <laughs> I want to be like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you're just, not. Nah. I mean. No, nah, not good. And, and uh, yeah, but so, so that was amazing. So that, that got you in the door. Mm. You wooed her. Yeah, um, and then and then what happened after? I pushed that? her down the stairs. Oh, right. Yeah, she deserved it. It's now called the Josh Myers School. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've won the fucking school. I've won that fucking gaff now. It's mine. Um, no, yeah. So that was that, and then I just started going to classes. Uh, most mostly, like I do improvisation. I do script work. How to act in audition. How to act in front of a camera. Um, just all little things like that, which really help. You know, like has helped me like career wise so far because. 
certain things that I've learned through the years, through other actors, through yourself, through Craig, through Nick, through Andy, through all these people, you know, everyone's got a little bit of advice they can give you because they've all got experienced different things. So yeah, I've just, I've just learned so much growing up being an actor and obviously being in drama school as well. It does help. So what, how long was you at Sylvia Young Fort? Was uh, it for? About three, four years okay. I was there. So then you've done that and then when, when did you actually get an agent? Was that at the end or was so that? I, so after that, um, my, my, friend, uh, my friend was uh, Sylvia Young a long time before me. She's, uh, no, after me, she's a bit younger. But um, yeah, she, she was with an agent called, uh, and I was getting blast from the past, a girl, a lady called Sharon Harris. Mm. And she was my first agent. Uh, I think I was like, I was driving, I must have been 17, just 17. Yeah. And we used to go, and she did drama classes as well. She'd do like a drama class, plus she had an agency. So I went there for two, three years, did that. I was getting little bit, little bits of auditions here and there, right. but obviously, then I started getting a lot of film work. And then I, but I got a lot of my own stuff. It's all put networking, who I know. But one thing that was good for me is I never just got a role. I'd get a role, but I'd have to audition for it, right. which I think is better for me anyway, because I don't want people to go, oh yeah, he just got the role because of his dad, because of his grandpa, because he knows Terry, because he knows Andy. I've got to audition for the role, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just been going really well so, so far. So, so obviously, you know, um, growing up in, in North London, you know, did, did you ever sort, was you ever exposed to sort of uh, what they was, would say called wrongans? Wrongans. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucking wrongans, tell. <laughs> No, I know that, but I mean, I mean, just just growing up. I mean, obviously, your dad's obviously distributed movies, yeah, and obviously you you, you got a, a joy for acting, yeah. Um, but obviously, London is a is 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 a great place, yeah, um, uh, for wrongers. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, you're hundred percent right. No, grow, um, it was actually funny. Like growing growing up, obviously, I, I love my acting, so that's that was always my focus and my path to try Did you do any sports though when you were yeah oh yeah i used to play football all the time uh loved my boxing i got actually actually went to tire boxing i did tire boxing for about 10 years i still do it now yeah. not like professionally but like two once or twice a week i'll go to the gym hit the pads do a bit of sparring just fights nah just 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 yeah keep fit um, i mean i would say i've had fights in the ring there, but it's like not judge. It's just like heavy sparring, but it's basically like me and my mate kicking the shit out of each other. It basically was a fight. Because uh, especially if you're training with your mate, they don't, they don't give a fuck, do they? They just smash it. They want to break your nose for some reason. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it happened many times to me, as you can see, my bent fucking nose. No, I, th I think it's- uh, It's character in it, my mind. I think absolutely. And, yeah. and I had, when I used to box, my nose was actually bent. So it was actually round to the side oh, like Your septum was and, bent. Uh, and and I, I'm not vain at all. But then what I did was I found, like, as I was getting older, it was harder to breathe. Yeah. And uh, the guy, the doctor said, oh, we said, look, he goes, we can just do that and it's done. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And he said, but we've got to put you out. So right. I, went, I went to the hospital and it was actually really funny because um, uh, I don't know if you've ever been put under anaesthetic. Yeah, I have many times. But it actually fucking sends you off your head. Yeah, it's weird, so, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's fucking so weird. So I remember literally, they give me this anaesthetic and they wheeled me through into the operating room. Yeah. I remember looking up and I saw these lights and there's this woman looking down at me and she goes, hello. I was going, it's you. We used to work together in McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I just like went out. Hello, and I woke up and I was like, fucking hell. And I, you sort of don't remember anything. You, really? And then, but then I could see my nose. It was like yeah, fuck it. Yeah, they're all um, stuffing up here. They've got to put it all out. The worst thing is when they pull it out. Pull it out, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had fun. that one. Did you have a bent septum, the bone at the bottom? I, I think so, because they straightened it and then they 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's still a little bit, aside, yeah. it's still a bit squidgy. I've but had that, I had that done the first time I got it broken, but then they just said the other time there's no point if you keep training and boxing, sparring. If you keep getting punched in the nose. Yeah, if you keep getting punched in the nose, <laughs> don't have a nose operation. Yeah, no, that, that was it. Um, no, but yeah, so, so wrong'uns, yes, I grew up with a lot of wrong'uns. Right. I was probably one of them as well. Right. But who isn't a fucking wrong'un when you grow up? Right. Actually, not a lot of people, that's rubbish. <laughs> Some people are actually nice. Everyone's wrong'uns. Everyone's wrong'uns. Um, um, but, um, but, but, but yeah, so growing up, I mean, because... I mean, what was it like growing up in North London, sort of? Because you're, you're 37 now, right? 37, yeah. Yeah, so growing up, you know, sort of 20, uh, years I'll ago. be honest, Tell, I don't really remember much of my 20s. Right. I'll be honest. That was, that was purely down to the fact that I was partying all the time, drinking, doing a lot of drugs, hanging around with wrong people, wrong ones. You know, no, you know, I don't do drugs anymore. I'm, you know, I've, there was a long, long, that was in my past, but I did do a lot of it. So I don't really remember my 20s growing up. And it was like, it, it kind of affected at the time. I, I, I always think now, like, where would I be if I never did that? Right. Because my career would have, might have taken off bigger then. What, why do you know do you, what I mean? You, so, so you definitely think that um, that hampered your success? That 100%, yeah. I think, I think, you know, if you're drinking and doing drugs every weekend or during the week or, you know, you're just, you're in that party vibe, you know, then you're not, you're not dedicated to your craft. Do you know what I mean? To really really pursue what, what you mean, want to do and, and i mean you know for anybody who's never taken drugs i mean yeah what would you just do it like recreationally or would you like go on a bender for like three days i would do recreationally and sometimes i'd go on a bender like i'd go like two three days no sleep just drinking doing drugs partying with girls doing this doing that and then it's it's the aftermath you feel great at the time but then the aftermath is just absolutely disgusting right. and it you know you know i suffer with depression as it is anyway in my mental health would you say that that the depression come out of that or do you think you'd always been like that no i've always had depression way before right. drug taking days even when i was a kid i used to i'm primary school i didn't want to go to school i didn't want to get up i didn't know what it was right. I'm, you know from a young age i mean Lots of people talk about mental health and depression and, and, and these different things. And, and obviously you've had it from a young age. I mean, when did you, when, when did you, but you, did you ever get to the root of what caused it? Well, that is the million, that's the million dollar, million pound question. I still don't know what causes my depression. Now, do, do you know something? Sometimes, you know, when you go through it and sometimes you might be prescribed drugs, sometimes you yeah. might have counselling or sometimes you might, uh, have somebody help you through it and, and yeah. sometimes you know they can actually pinpoint what's caused it and then and then try and fix it but yeah um but but how so really for well for, for, your, for your whole life yeah I've, I've yeah i've suffered a long time you know I've, you know it goes up and down at the moment i'm in a very good place you only get really depressed when you talk to me yeah you? basically <laughs> is this done yet can i go home <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> no i um yeah no i just it's been it just goes up and down like that but i mean the last I'd say the lot since probably January this year, I've been, until now, hopefully it carries on, yeah. uh, I've been in the best place physically and mentally for a very, very long time. That's good. Like, That's I, feel, good I feel fantastic. I feel really good. I'm working out every day again, focused on my life again. It just goes, it just goes in waves, Tell Just one minute I'm happy, one minute I'm sad, one minute I want to cry. Yeah. That's depression. That's what it is. But, you know, I'm, pardon me, I never give up. I just, I wake up every day, I'm grateful that I'm alive and I'm, everything's going good. My daughter's doing amazing, my life's going good. What would your advice be to anyone who's listening or watching this yeah. that feels down or low or does suffer from depression? What, yeah. would you, what tips would you give them to um, enable them to sort of cope with it and maybe, maybe get themselves out of that sort of dark place? 
I mean, look, it, it is easier said than done, you know, like getting someone out of a dark place because I've been there many times and someone just says, oh, come on, you can do this, you can do that. But it's, it, you know, people who are watching this, if, they, if they're suffering with depression, they'll know that it's, it's, you can't just tell, they've got to do it themselves. You've got, you, you can't rely on other people to boost you up. You've got to do it yourself. Yeah, people boosting you up helps and it makes you feel good. Seeing your friends. Uh, I'll say a massive one is talking. You've got to talk to someone. You feel depressed, you feel unhappy, you feel upset. Pick up the phone, call your loved ones. Call your best mate. Is that call why you ring me like three times a day? Yeah. Is that why you send me naked pictures all the time? But absolutely. But it I, makes I, me happy. That's why it's fine. It works so out. So we've got that relationship yeah, where we can yeah, do yeah. that I'm, and, I'm, and not be offended. I'm like, sometimes I'm in a business meeting. I'm like, oh, I want it to. Not again. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's wearing his mankini. Just, it's all hanging out. It's terrible. <laughs> I didn't think we should talk about the mankini, but... Oh, um, sorry, cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was nice. Yeah. Early Christmas but, uh, present. But, but you think that's the key to talking, the actual... 100%. If you suffer with any mental health issue, mainly, de you know, mainly depression, I'd say definitely talking... Talking saves lives. Do you, think, do you think talking to your loved ones or talking to people that aren't necessarily that close to you so you can actually just offload on somebody? Yes, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a therapist that I see once every other week now. I mean, used to be once a week, that's every other week, and it's going to get once a month, you know. But, um, you know, there's still demons I've got in my head that I've got to deal with, but I talk to her because she's an outsider, and she's very good. She's very good uh, what she does. And I talk to her, and I tell her my problems and how I feel that day. Right. I write stuff down in the morning. I get I set myself goals. I do like I just do like I just I just want to be happy every day. And I think that if you want to live and happy and be happy, another massive thing for me is I got rid of all negative shit out of my life. Yeah. I don't have any negative people around me anymore, and that includes old friends, new friends, exes, anything like that. You, if you're negative towards me in an, in an environment that I'm in. Nah, see you later. Yeah. So that's another big, that was another massive thing for me that I had to get rid of certain people in my life. It's actually quite funny because I've, I've done the same thing all my life. Yeah. And, and, and occasionally people say, oh, you know, why don't you talk to them anymore? When you were about these people going to these school reunions, yeah. you know, there's one person I speak to from school. Right? And right. people go, oh, that's a bit weird, you know, didn't you really have any friends at school? I said, I had loads. But I think the problem with being alive yeah. is you go through life and you meet people, and depending on where you are on your journey yeah. and where they're on their journey, sometimes you're aligned yeah. and you can go together. And then other times, sometimes they go and you're still on that path. Yeah. Or sometimes you go and they're on that, and path. Still on that path. And the thing is, you know... It's if, called growing if, up, it's it, life. It's, it's growing up. And also, I think, um, you know, I, I, I think a, a, a true friend yeah. is someone that you don't speak to every day. Yeah. You don't see every day. You could not see him for a month, yeah. and then you can see him, and it's like you never. It's like you, you pick up where you left your off. Your best mates, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean? I've got, I've got and, like, and I've got a lot of people like and, that. And, and, and they're your true friends because yeah. because people that need to be in your life every day, yeah. every minute, every hour. Why haven't you texted me? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Why haven't you like a picture on Instagram? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Yeah. You're just like fuck off. You're too needy. Yeah. Right. And you know, I always think it's funny when uh, people, you know, get upset. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you know, if if they put you in these groups and they're like everyone's messing on these groups. Yeah. And then you don't comment and people go, are you, are you not c contributing? It's like, yeah. mate, I'm fucking busy. Yeah, of course. And I'm on about 50 of these groups and I will contribute if I've got something to say. But if yeah. I don't say anything, it's not because I'm being rude. Yeah. It's just because I've got nothing to yeah, add. Yeah, it's a waste of time, and, isn't it? And, and you know, my, my wife um, on her school groups, you know, they're, they're all on it because we've got kids. Obviously, yeah, of they're, course. They're, there's all these groups going on about this, picking someone up. Yeah. Freddie fell over. 
Julia, yeah. Julia, a leg, and you know, oh, where can we get this? And I, I just said, I said to her, please do not ever put me on in those groups. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck it, no. Imagine your phone nonstop. And it's just like, and it's like, what? Why does anybody send these messages? You know, what I yeah, mean? yeah. It isn't important. You know, yeah. What I mean? yeah my my and, dog's but, friend's but, cat <laughs> fell over and needs a blood, needs a plaster on his leg. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off, mate. Do you know what I mean? But it these is. women love it, though, don't they? Oh, I no. bet Maxine loves, loves fucking on the phone talking to her pals. To, to be honest, I. I I, I, I just... Because these women, they love... Like, my, my, when, I, when I go to my mum's house or something, sorry to cut you, but, like, sh sh I'll come and say hello to her. She's like, oh, I'll just one minute. My dad... Then I walk around the corner, my dad's sitting there watching TV. And I, all right, he goes, oh, fucking hell, mum's been on the phone an hour already. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought she was just on it. She said she'd be... She said she said be one minute about an hour ago, Josh. They're talking about the same fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. No, I, well, are you like that on the phone? I, I can't speak to even my best best friend in the whole world. I'm like, a couple minutes, yeah, sweet. All right, mate, yeah, no worries. All right, bye, bye. If I'm excited about something or we're having a laugh about something, I could talk to someone for an hour on the phone. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think the difference between men and women yeah. is men are like, matter of fact, blah, blah, boom, yeah. boom, off. Where women are actually, they actually want to have a, a chat or elaborate. a bunny. They want to have a bunny for yeah, like an hour. Proper, yeah. And, um, my mate made me laugh yesterday. I, was, I had some lunch with a friend of mine yesterday, and he said, um, "He said, he said, I'm on holiday, right?" Mm. And he said, "Because he does this like iPad job." He said, "I wake up in the morning, I've got fucking hundreds of emails to do." So he says, "I go in the gym, yeah. then we work out, and then we work out if I'm running or whatever. I'm just doing the emails, getting them off my desk, come out of the gym, jump in the shower, have breakfast, right? And then he goes, I read the paper, and then I've got to do a couple of calls. And my my goal is by midday, I'm done." And then I can actually have five or six hours on holiday to chill out. Yeah. And then at six o'clock, I've got another hundred emails to do, oh, a few more my. calls. But he said, I just want to have that thing. Yeah. And he said, he said, so I come back for my calls at midday, and he goes, and I'm I'm fucking stressed out and I'm agitated, right? Yeah, of course. And I'm like that with a suntan lotion. He goes, I lay down on the bed and I put my earpods in. I think, ah, oh, can relax now. And then the missus goes, can you put some suntan lotion <laughs> on my back? And he's like, for fuck's sake, no I've rest. just come back. You've yeah. seen me doing it. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> yeah. It's not quality. And then the other one is Come. when he's on a call, yeah. and he comes over to the table and he's like, and then she starts having a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. She goes, she go, I'm, I'm going to order another coffee. And he's like, what? I'm, I'm, why are you I'm on a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. Mom, mom. <laughs> Yeah, my, my, so my ex used to do that to me when I was on the so phone. I'd, I'd be on the phone to like someone important, like a film or whatever. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I know, mate, yeah. I really am. And then she'll just come and sit next to me and like cuddle me. And I'm like, this is a private conversation. Can you fuck off? Like, imagine I sat next to her, like, you know, I'm not, I'm single now, but you know, imagine you sat next to her, like a wife or girl, they're like on the phone, like, and put me and you just come and sit right next to them, like ear, earwigging to everything they're saying. <laughs> Fucking, you're like, what are you doing, you weird cunt? Please. Strange fuckers, these people. Please. But it is funny. I mean, I've, I've, uh, have you got a, a, a girlfriend at the moment? No, I'm single. Oh, okay. Single, so ready to mingle. Young, single, free and ready to mingle. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't, um, I don't want anyone. I've got, I got my daughter, I've got my family, I'm happy. I'm happy and single. I just, you know, the first time, like I said, in a long time, I'm actually happy. Yeah, nice. So um, I just don't want anyone to ruin that at the moment. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm content in life. I feel great. Um, but yeah, no. So, so going back to, you know, you, you, you've got this agent, Left drama school. You're doing a bit of acting. Um, when would you say you, you, your first actual break? When you actually thought, "Wow, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing this now." What was it? Was it a film or was it? Uh, a, I, th I think my, my well, I, mem I remember my first ever film role. That was a film called uh, Psychosis, and I'm in it. I was like 18, 19. 
I had to get, I got killed in the first like 10 minutes. Uh, but it was a role for me. It was just like my first actual role on a film set. Which is, I've been on film sets before, but not actually acting in front of a camera. This is my first, like, right, I've got a, got a role now. And um, I had to get uh, this, it wasn't like a serial killer thing. It was like this guy was just a lunatic and he went around killing campers and stuff. And I remember I had to get my neck bitten. As, as all prosthetics. You, kill, you were killing people? I got killed. Oh, okay. So I was in it for like 10, 15 minutes, and then, I get, then we all get killed, and then the film opens. Um, and it was, um, yeah, it was, it was very scary for me. So I was like, you know, I reckon 18, 19, like I said, and the director, you know, I remember Reg Travis, he, 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 was, he, he wrote and directed that. And... Um, Amy Winehouse is... Uh, yeah, 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 ex, ex fella, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a good, good pal of mine, Reg. And... Um, yeah, he just said, like, I want you to watch American Werewolf in London. I said, why am I watching that? He said, well, you'll see when the werewolf attacks the geezer on the moors, how he screams, how he reacts. And that is how I want you to react when this guy jumps on your bike's your neck. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm watching it. Like, ah, yeah. Ah, well, that's what I was scared I was going to be like. Because <laughs> obviously I was 17, 18, 19, whatever. I had a bit of a, not like deep voice. I ain't got deep right. voice, but I was a bit, sound not as, I sound boyish. And then... Uh, I just done it. I don't know how I fucking done it. I was shit myself. Imagine that, like, they're like, you're standing like that, and they're like, well, he's gonna jump on you, he's gonna bite your neck. When that's action, you've landed on the floor, we're gonna pump the machine, all the blood's gonna come spraying out, and we've got two or three takes on this, Josh, it needs to be spot on, because I've always got to do the prosthetics again, and this and that. No uh, no, yeah, no pressure. So then there's like the director, producer, uh, all those, you know what it's like on a set, like 43 behind the camera, like that, watching me, and they're like, and it was freezing cold snow, I was shaking like that. Like, can you stop shaking, Josh? I'm like, yeah, no worries. Then the blood's all running down my neck. I'm freezing. And on action, they're just like, right, action, he's just bit you go. And I just did it. See, lots of people that watch and listen to this don't realise how much fun it is working on the film oh, when it's yeah. snowing oh, and you're covered in blood yeah. and you're semi-naked. I mean, that's, yeah, that's really Hollywood, fun. baby. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, my cock went. I didn't even have a cock. I didn't even do that. It just went. I was going like, "Where is it? Where yeah, is, where is it? it?" I was looking down my leg. Um, but the um, the uh, but that was my, yeah, that was my first film role, psychosis, amazing. and then I shit myself. But I'd done um, it. And, and was you sort of partying then or not? Or was that? Uh, not then. No, not really. No, I, st I think I started partying pretty much in my twenties. Right. Like twenty, twenty. I, th I think it was twenty. Yeah, from twenty onwards, I started. So, partying so psychosis. After psychosis, what was after that? What was after psychosis? I think I had another little role in another Reg Travis film called Screwed. Well, I remember that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, he was in that, yeah. Um, so I played a prison officer. I played a Greek guy called Panos. Um, that was fun, because um, I can play Greek, apparently, because I look Greek or Romanian or Kosovo, I don't know. That's what they say I look like. Yeah, uh, yeah I played a Greek guy, and it was, it was really good. It was, based on, uh, it was just based on prison life, really, and what it's like to be in prison and uh, the attacks on prison. You know, one of my cellmates in the film tangs himself and gets my reaction. So, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Prison what was film. your reaction? Did you go, oh, my God. <clears throat> no, I, I just, uh, well, when I saw him hang hanging, well, first of all, I shit myself because I didn't realise they were doing that. They didn't actually, I've oh, got that's, that's quality, though, yeah. isn't it? Because you're, they, you're they, like, they, didn't the they, were, they didn't tell me they were hanging someone. They just said, oh, when you come in, you're going to find him dead, but we don't want you in the cell yet. We're just setting up. And well, I suppose I, as an actor that you can react yeah, to. That, yeah, yeah. So when I walked great. in, I was like, fuck it, no. And he was like, and the guy hanging there wasn't really hanging. Obviously, it was all set up in harnesses. Yeah. So he's like, what, mate? <laughs> I was like, well, all right, fuck it, this is a bit surreal. I was like, what's happened to you? He's like, well, obviously, I'm hanging, ain't I? I like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Um, and then he was just like, you're going to wake up and you're going to hear a bit of fluttering and. Um, yeah, you've got to see him, he's hung himself, so they want your reaction. So I did that, screamed like a girl, shit myself, and then, yeah, that was it. Show me short, what did you go and do? Show us what uh, you did. Ah! 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I did. That, that's exactly how the director wanted it as well. Did he go, oh, one yeah, day, he just you, said, one, he you just were said, one take, Josh. He said, just said, fuck me, that was the best take I've one ever take, seen. Josh. Yeah, he yeah. said, that was the best take I've ever seen. That, especially how you did that scream with your hands as well. He loved it. Oh, I went, ha ah. ha. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then after that, obviously, you're probably in your 20s now. Yeah. Um, did somebody actually say to you, try this or did you actually just because everyone was doing it you just thought fuck it or what are you talking about drugs well i started with heroin <sighs> i'm joking i didn't really because <laughs> yeah, you a massive watch, joke because you watch train spotting yeah right. you watch but i got proper method right no um i think i first started with i think a lot of people when they grow up they start with weed right start smoking a bit of weed then i started selling it because right. i just saw that you know you can make money out of it and just being a little shit cunt really just right. think oh well, i'm a little i'm a fucking top boy gangster when you're not Right. And then did you, did you call? Did you have like a street name? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Okay, I, 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 I was trying to, called... try to think of what would I be called if I had a street name? Mushane. Mushane Moisha. Moisha, <laughs> Moisha Blue Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I started doing that, and then I got quite heavy into that. I was making quite a lot of money at a young age. Like in my twenties, I was making thousands a week selling big bits of puff. Yeah. And then I got pulled over one day on a random pullover. Uh, and they pulled my car over, found my drugs, found my scales. I got arrested. Uh, I think I was, that was just for my 21st birthday. I was about 20 something. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I was driving on the way to uh, Harrods to, or Selfridges to go and buy my then girlfriend at the time a birthday present. And stupid cunt me had to go drop off like half a box of puff to my mate. And I didn't, but I said I'd do it on my way back. And on the way over there, they're just, they're just literally just jumping out going, right, come in, pull over. I was thinking, fuck. I was thinking, well, just relax. They're not gonna, like, don't smell. It was all vacuum sealed in the boot and whatever. Um, and then that, that was it. And then what happened was at the time, I just bought my car, but it was still registered to the dealership and not to me. So that's why they, it flagged up. Right. So I was thinking, so I think, oh, fuck. But I didn't know at the time why they, so I just pulled over. Didn't, so that was bad luck. It wasn't something grasping Yeah, no, no, it wasn't grasping up. No, it was just bad luck. And then got pulled over. There was loads of police all around there. And he's like, have you got anything on you you shouldn't have? I was like, no, no. And I'll, I'm going to Selfridges or Harrods, whatever. going to tell them what I've told, told you. And they're like, oh, we've got reasons of suspicion that you might have some, some drugs in here. But I was like, why would I have drugs in me? I'm a personal, I was personal training at the time. I think I'm a personal training top on, but I used to wear that to like, so they'd look at me and go, oh, he's a personal trainer, he wouldn't be doing drugs. You can't start doing like... Yeah, yeah, start doing press-ups in front of the police. Start jumps. Yeah. yeah. Clapping clap, uh, clap press-ups. Yeah, 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 so that didn't work. Oh. And they just like, my boot, found a box, stunk, and that was it. Arrested me, spent like 24 hours in a police cell, had to go court. Did uh, you, did they, what did they charge you for? Was it just... Uh, I got done with attempted supply, um, and yeah, so yeah, got caught with drugs, attempted supply, because it was quite a big bit. Yeah, just what did I get? I got community service and like a hundred pound fine, not a lot of fine, but it was like, I did like, do like 150 hours of community service. Cause at that time, that was my first offense. So they were just, you know, whatever. But and then that was it. I stopped doing, stopped selling path. And then obviously my family got upset. They did not, didn't know what I was doing. Put uh, shame and tribulation on their family. I know it's terrible. <laughs> I was the, the black sheep of the family, as they say, still am. Uh, but I'm a good, good sheep now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then and then it progressively. Um, I think I, don't, I still to this day don't know the age of it. But you know, even someone said to me the other day, "When was the first time you ever sniffed cocaine?" Got to be, I reckon twenty one, twenty two, something like that. I, I tried it, and I've got addictive personality, so that probably didn't go down well because I liked it and it was good. Um, and then I just carried on. I didn't. I wasn't doing it every day, but it'd be like because I'd be working or doing whatever. But on the weekends, it's like I couldn't wait to do it and go out. Um, 
So yeah, so I mean, when I say I don't remember my twenties, I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a blur. Do you, do you think that that also, because you, you know, had that sort of criminal offence, but then obviously you then started partying, you was taking drugs, going out. Do you think that also put a, a, a weight on you from that sort of depression? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, it did. I think you know, any, anybody, you know, anyone who suffers with any mental health or depression or anything like that, doing drugs is probably the worst thing you can do, because you're on such a high, and then when you crash and it's like it's all coming out of your system, it's like look, I can't tell you, you want to kill you, oh, me, I want to jump off a bridge, so it's like the worst combination. Even my therapist says like, why are you, why would you be doing drugs when you know like you feel great and you know you know you know before you do that line before you sniff before you do do anything that you know the consequences after, but you still do it. Um, but, you know, thank God, I'm, you know, I don't do drugs anymore. I'm, you know, I think I'm nearly two years. I mean, you, you got a like, part of jump on. I thought you'd have had to just say no. Yeah, just say no. Just yeah, say yeah, no. yeah, I know. <laughs> no, so... Um, uh, but I'm, no, but I think it's good. I, mean, I, think, I think it's good that you've gone through that experience and come out the other side and then yeah. realised, like, what, what, what detrimental effect drugs yeah. had on your career. Massively. And also on your depression. Yeah, huge. Um, and then, and then, you know, you went from doing that. Did you get in any, any more trouble, Josh? Yes, I did. Naughty boy. <laughs> all, my, all, my, all my secrets are coming out now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not proud of it. I'm not a gangster. I'm not anyone. But it's good. Can I say, it's good to talk about it. It's good that, that when people watch this and they see you in the movies, they know you're the real deal. They know you've been through it. And they know your experiences and they know that you've learned from your experiences. Of course, you've got to learn. You listen, and that's the li key. life is an experience, right? And you learn from your mistakes. And that's a, that's a saying and it is true. You know what I mean? Even with women or going back and forward or do, should I sell drugs? Should I shouldn't? But I know I shouldn't because I know the consequences now. Back then I was just seeing the readies and the money coming in. I just thought, wow, I'm, you know, I'm not even 20 and I'm making two, three grand a week doing like just making phone calls and doing this and but uh, you know everyone always used to say to me oh, it will come to an end one day and you'll get caught everyone gets caught in the end don't they but that's i mean the, the interesting enough josh i mean we've had all sorts of people on this podcast and yeah. uh, uh we've had you know gangsters that have we've had mob bosses we've had drug dealers we've had all sorts of people yeah and what's always been interesting is after they've been through that cycle and yeah. they've come out of jail and they've lost everything they all say what a fucking waste nobody goes Oh yeah, great. Let's go again. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. all they all say I wish I'd never done that. I wish Of course. You know, but so it should have would have coulda, you know what I mean? You don't at the time you if you know, if you're a massive cocaine dealer, you're making millions a month and then you think, Oh, I'll do this for a couple of months and then you get more money, you think, Oh, I'll just carry a little bit more and you get greedy, don't you? You get greedy, and that was that was my problem. I got greedy. I could see how much money I could make selling puff. I could see how much money I could make selling cocaine, but then I got addicted to it. I was sniffing more. I was selling. You got high on your own supply, Josh. I got high on my own supply. It was what nice did Tony Montana say? Don't yeah. get high on your own supply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't trust me, because uh, you lose money as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that was again going through my. I'd say not a shit stage in my life because life is good. I had a good upbringing. Everything was good, but it was just my addictive personality, my depression, how my mind works. It was just like, I love doing it. I'd go to my mate's house, go out with sniff, party, drink, girls, this, that, the other. You know, I'm 37 now, but it's but, but what, but well what, out my league, that. So what, 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 what um, other trouble did you get into in your 20s? Fucking hell, are you a grass or what, mate? No, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just interested. I'm, I'm not getting grass. going here. I'm uh, just interested. I've got loads to tell you. I've got loads to tell you. <laughs> loads. Yeah, yeah, loads. yeah. Um, so what else I got in trouble? Um, I've been in trouble with the police quite a lot, to be fair. Uh, fighting, I used to get arrested for fighting all the time. I've been arrested quite a few times. Again, stupid. 
but I, I, I've got, I had a very good lawyer, um, criminal lawyer that I, I won't name yet, but um, it's kept me out of a lot of trouble, right. you know, but it's just stupid stuff. It's nothing like I didn't murder anyone. I didn't shoot anyone. It's just, still time. You're only 37. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, give it another year or so. I might shoot someone. Um, no, uh, yeah, I just, you know, you just, just do stupid things, Tell, do you know what I mean? But like I said, you do learn from your mistakes because if I didn't, get caught I'd still be doing it and who knows what I'd get into right. do you know what I mean how much more drugs I'm selling what drug dealers I get in trouble with who wants to shoot me this there's so many things I think about that if I never got caught would I still be doing that would I be doing me acting it all leads you down a different path doesn't it so in a way I'm glad I got caught because I, I probably you know I was making stupid money back in the day and when, when and obviously what, hanging around with these wrong uns having a few tear-ups yeah doing a few um you know illegal activities do you yeah. think that actually you know, when you when you're playing these roles in these movies, or you've got to draw on these characters. Do you think it's been useful to have that background? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because you know, there's certain things in films, as you know, like you might you might you might see certain people would say certain dialogue, and you would say, well, you wouldn't really say it like that. Or there'd be certain amounts of cocaine on the table, or how they're sniffing it, how they're making it, how they're doing whatever, how they're chopping it up for the scene, and you just think. Mm. Looks a bit unrealistic, that. Don't look right. Let's make it a bit more realistic. And they're like, oh, how do you know? And I'm like, well, you know, I did this, I did that, I used to do that. It don't look real, that looks fake. Right. You know, just little things like that. And the director might go, oh, right, well, let's make it look realistic. Let's make it so yeah. the people watch it go, fuck me, yeah, that looks proper. Right. Right. I mean, been there, done that. Yeah. Sniffed it out, done everything. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, so, so you've gone through this crazy, like, thing in your 20s. And then... Um, I know you've had these breaks, but when yeah. would you say you actually, your first role when you actually thought, yes, I'm fucking... Getting there. Yeah. Re honestly, I'd say uh, Foot Soldier, the Pat Tate story. See, I thought it was Green Street. Um, yeah, actually, that, you're probably right, actually. And the only reason, because that was when, um, I'd, I mean, you know, when you're in the, in the business, right, whether you're acting, whether you're producing, yeah. you're aware of people popping up in different things. Yeah. And I think Green Street... Was it Green Street 3? Yeah, never back down, yeah. Yeah, so Green Street 3 was when... And then you did an army thing with Noel Clark. Yes, I'm Soldier. That was right, yeah. I did Green Street uh, with James Nunn, who's a really good director. Um, and then after that, you're right, I did I'm Soldier. Yeah. Uh, good job on me, really, because you'd have fucking forgotten yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God he's here. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I, but, I, but then I started thinking, oh, you know... Uh, Josh Myers, you know, who is Josh Myers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously we did uh, the um, uh, Pat Tate story. Yeah, Rise yeah. Rise of Foot, so free to get Yeah, That's, yeah. We, we, was that when we first met? Or did we I, think we met I think we've met a couple of times before that, I, I, but I think properly became friends and lovers on Foot Soldier Free. Yeah. We just but, spent most evenings gazing into each other's eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got I, lovely and, eyes. And I've got to say, you've got lovely eyes as well. Well, mine are very dark, your eyes are very light, so... Yeah. You have a bit of light with the dark, right? Yeah, no, maybe you're right. Well, you... Green Street is probably the first time I got recognised, and then I did I'm Soldier, and then when I got cast to do Foot Soldier Three, and obviously working with Craig and you, just it was fantastic. And I think I think what was what was really fun for me was we obviously become good pals. Yeah, of course. And we've had this ritual, Josh and I, for the viewers and listeners at home, whenever we're on a movie. Yeah. Or whenever we work together, or we're doing anything. We yeah. always have to find. Chinese, yeah, we got to find it because yeah, everywhere we go, we yeah, we everywhere we go, we, go, we got to find a nice Chinese, we find yeah. a Chinese, yeah, exactly, everywhere yeah. we go, That's and it's it. a little bit like Big John when he goes, who wants a fucking Chinese? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, maybe it's just uh, 
London Essex lads thing, but yeah, yeah. You know, but we've had some good Chinese. Yeah, we have had some very good Chinese. I actually. think the best one was in South End. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was spot on. That, that one, was it? The one. Yeah, yeah. That was the one. And that was the last. The last one we went to, the one in Stoke. Yeah, that was good as well. Was it Stoke? But, yeah, that was good as well. Yeah, that was good as well. That was nice. And it was double lively, now, wasn't yeah, it? It was one. <laughs> got, he got me pissed. Let's get two bottles of wine. No, that was you. I think you said. Oh, no, I got no, us pissed. No, no, you said no, no. We we have to have another bottle. And I was like, but we. Got work tomorrow, Josh. She was like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, you know. don't worry about We've it. We've seen each other for a while. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Let's, just, let's just get smashed. Um, and then obviously, on on the on the Pat Tate story, I mean, there yeah, we had some laughs on that. Yeah, um, we did, man. What was what was? Let's remember some stories, mate. Because uh, well, I think I think the uh, well, the one thing that I loved, apart from working with you in the scenes of you, I mean, I think everything we did was just. I mean, you know, every, even like today before we come on this, it's like batting it straight away. It's funny. We get on really well. We're like brothers. Obviously, you're the older brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, no, we, we always have me. I'm and, like the dad always, you never had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we always have a great time. I love working with you, man. It's just fun, isn't it? You know, you're going to work and it's going to be serious when you're on camera, but it's fun, good camaraderie. It's good fun working with you and all the boys. But um, yeah, Foot Soldier, the Pat Take story, I think, oh, there's so many funny moments. I think the funniest one was in, when we was in the, in the, in the, on the set and it was like the strip club. You know, we was all, all loads of us sniffing, partying, doing dancing, drinking. That was that was funny. That made me laugh. I think I think uh, was that because Emma Butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I've got to share this story. If you don't know who Emma Butt is, Google her. Um, but she <laughs> oh, is one of the probably one of the most famous sort of uh, milf mm. uh, porn actresses in the world. And uh, as being involved in Rise of the Foot Soldier for yeah. so long. Um, people obviously associate me with Rise of the Foot Soldier and yeah. people then reach out and say, oh, I'd love to be in one of your films. And Emma actually reached out and said, I'd love to be in a Foot Soldier film. And I said, well, thanks, Emma. You know, I'll put you forward, you know, see what happens. And I remember that scene that you're talking about yeah. when Pat comes out of jail. Yeah, that's right. And then we were partying with his three girls and one of the girls um, had to basically without being sort of crude had to uh basically be naked yeah and roland was sniffing uh cocaine off of her never regions should we say yes and um obviously a lot of actresses would be like i'm not doing that i'm not getting my tits out i'm not doing nudity you know i'm yeah. not being treated in that manner so it's very difficult to find an actress to actually do that so i remember like we're getting nearer and nearer to the thing and everyone's going oh you know we can't find an actress I said, look, it's a bit of a mad one, but this yeah. porn star called Emma Butt would like to be in a movie. Yeah. Maybe she'd do it. So I sent her an email and said, you know, Emma, you know, appreciate you expressing interest to be in a movie. Yeah. Would you like to be in a film? And she was like, what do I have to do? Yeah. And I said, oh, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. And she went, oh, this is, you know, nothing. I'll do it, right? Right. So I was like, sweet. And everyone's going, wow, you know, how do you know her? And I said, well, I don't know her. We, you know, she just reached out to me. Yeah. Right, about being in the film. And then I remember like a few days before she was like, she, she contacted me and said, look, so I'm really nervous. She said, I, I, I know what I'm doing <laughs> in porn, but yeah. I don't know how, I said, just don't, just, just relax, enjoy it. Yeah. She said, do I need to bring anything? And me being me. I know what you're going to say. I, 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 was like, gonna I was like, do you have any like big sort of strap on dildos? Like, yeah, yeah, I remember this. And she went, yeah, of course. She goes, you've got any color preference, right? Yeah. I mean, you're multicolored strap on dildos, yeah. right? And I started laughing and I was just thinking, this is insane, right? Yeah. So I got her to bring one, right? Yeah. And uh, the scene, we do the scene. And for anybody who doesn't know how it works, before you do the scene, 
the actors rehearse, you run your lines, you make sure you stand in the right place, the director feeds you back. So Roland was sitting where you were sitting and we were doing the scene. And I was like, Ro, you know when we do that scene and you go and sniff coke off of that girl's yeah. never regions, right? Why don't we change it, right? What if she was there with a big strap on and you sniff the gear off of that instead? Yeah. And he went, tell he goes, that's the fucking most stupidest fucking yeah. thing I've ever heard in your life. And she was standing behind him, do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. And I went, let's just rehearse it. And he turned around, he went, ah! She was chasing him around the set. And he goes, tell, he goes, he goes, I don't hit women. He goes, but if you don't fucking get away from oh, me no, yeah. with that thing, I don't know where it's been. Yeah, he goes, this yeah. ain't funny anymore. Get us, get, you know, he, he got like really it, upset. It's funny. So, so we, we, we took it off and... Um, and then one of the cameramen thought it'd be really funny to put it on the boom. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, <laughs> and it was yeah. coming in the shot. And Roland was just like, I'm going to fucking do someone in a minute. That was funny um, that day. But that was a, that was a funny day. Yeah, I mean, we always have fun, don't we? Sometimes you have to do, I mean, it, to, it, you know, this, this sounds crazy. I mean, this probably wouldn't happen on the BBC. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> but I don't, on really? Soldier, anything I don't goes. Think so, yeah. <laughs> um, have, you, have you got, can you remember any other? Um, funny story. Oh, there's so bloody many. I don't. What about the, when we was in the house? Was was that when we went through the door? Um, oh yeah, when I went when I when I smashed the geezer through the window. <laughs> oh yeah, and when he threw the TV. You weren't even meant to throw that TV on the set. I know, but you know we, uh, again, what fucking television? I gave you it. So I was like, he was like, don't throw it. And the, I think the director said, don't throw the TV. And you just came in, picked up Parliament, and just threw it. But I just, it smashed everywhere like the TV. No, but do you know? Do you know when you're you're in the moment? You know, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. do it. And and I think when I picked it up, I was going. Argh. And then the idea was to just hold it. Yeah. And then it sort of. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just lost. Slipped. Uh, yeah. I, I had the butter fingers that day. Yeah, was, yeah. What throwing it like that? No, it was good. Yeah, it's good. I think. But also, my favourite scene was when I was. Um, there's so many favourite scenes, but the one, the iconic one, you know, the one prostitute, two prostitute. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that you know, is that went viral. I mean, but, I mean, people regularly, right? Yeah. Quote, and and you can always tell a good film when people quote the dialogue. You know yeah, hundred I mean? percent. And the prostitute thing, um, I mean, there's so many. Uh, the, the Welsh thing. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, uh, I mean, there's just so many, and it's just so funny. And what what I think is crazy is, you know, you, we're sitting here 16 years on. Yeah. From the release of the first one, mm. and the new one, Rise of the Foot Soldier Vengeance, is it, it, it was released theatrically in September. Um, when people watch this, it will probably have already been out on DVD and Blu-ray yeah. and pay-per-view and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's it's funny, you know, if you'd have said to me 16 years ago, there's going to be six of these and a computer game yeah. and merchandise and this and that, I'd be just like, what? And I mean, we're now talking about number seven. Yeah, so. it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> But it's good. I mean, look, the other day they've got it's a big British one of the biggest one of the biggest British franchises, or if not the biggest, no. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the biggest British true crime film franchise. I mean, that's, um, that's incredible because there isn't another one. So it's incredible. And people, listen, you you go, you're always going to get people saying, "Oh, they're shit. They're good," but you, you get negative comments and good comments of anything that you do. Anyone, always going to be someone out. But the, I think the films are fantastic. The I think the franchise the, is good. The people who normally troll the films or don't like the films, right? You know, I kind of get, you know, like I remember when we were doing, when we was doing Origins, right? And yeah. uh, you're like going, well, we're going to do a prequel to a film that's, you know, 15 years old. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. You yeah. know, I play somebody 15 years younger. How am I going to yeah. do that? Unless I'm going to have some Botox. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so, so it, you know, it's crazy. But I think what the Foot Soldier universe has basically enabled people to do, 
people can die, people can come back, people can do spin-offs, people can do prequels. And I think, you know, if you talk to people, you know, there's more people. Yeah, when you look online, I always think it's funny. Like, you think there's real hate for this movie, yeah. right? But then when you go out, all you do is get love, right? 100%, and I yeah. just think there's just probably three or 400 fucking trolls that have got nothing better to yeah. do. They're probably spending their lives, you know, just trolling people. You're fat, you're ugly. Yeah, you're yeah of course. Ah, ah, this is shit. That as soon as anything goes out on Amazon or IMDb, yeah. they're the ones doing the one-star reviews. They're the ones saying it's shit, the director's shit, the actors are shit, the script's shit, yeah. it's shit. And you just think, the time you're wasting doing yeah. this, do something fucking positive. I know, like, I know. Get a life, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you're, like, like, you're going to get negative comments of anything you do, you know, but, you know, I just, I never pay attention to shit like that. Like I said, I don't deal with negativity very well. I don't like it. If I see anything on my Instagram or any of my socials or, but like, you, you know, people say, oh, oh, you know, like you see, like, you see people say, oh, not another foot soldier. Well, have you seen this one yet? It's actually fucking what I, brilliant. What I, do, what I do is, is I either go, don't fucking watch it then, yeah. Or I just go, don't worry, there's going to be another 10. Yeah, exactly. Probably wind them up. Yeah, exactly. But, but, no, but you know, it's like, what, why waste your fucking life in people posting do. a comment? Keyboard if you don't like it, don't watch they? it. I know. You but, know. But they do watch it. People watch them. Of course they do. I mean, it's like, you know, um, we had Bernard Mahoney on, on this uh, yeah. podcast. And, um, you know, the, the amount of people that kicked off and was moaning and this. Yeah, and I that. see bits of And you just yeah. think, well, you know... Um, He's, he's a Marmite character. But, but at the end yeah. of the day, you know, has he done everything, you know, that he says he's done? I don't know. But he's yeah. definitely done some of it. Yeah, i He's definitely been around. He's definitely been on the door. He's definitely, yeah. you know, been in the art. He's definitely done stuff. Yeah. I think in life, right, and, and somebody said this to me the other day, and I love this saying. Yeah. They said, there's your truth, there's your truth, and then there's the truth. Yeah, right? so, true. So, you know, the person who's... If we're having a conversation now, you'll have your version of events, yeah. I have my version of events, the real, real version of events are there. Yeah. But everybody sees it through a different prism. And, and yeah, of course. I, I, I sort of, you know, I watch loads of films and I think anybody who can actually get the money together and yeah. make a film, even if it ain't the best film in the world, still a big fucking thing. You have to give them a pat on the back and you have to say, do you know what? Well done for making a film and getting it out there. And, yeah. and people, I think the, the problem with, film critics and a lot of people that are you know consumers of this content yeah they, they judge it they look at a 300 million pound film yeah the movie stars in they look at a little million million two million five whatever it is film yeah and go oh well i ain't fucking as good as that is it yeah. well of course it's not going to be as good as that because you don't have fucking 300 yeah, million I know. to spend on it yeah but but the thing is you know with the critics you know, I, I understand they have to be critical, but they should also go, do you know what, for the money that's spent on this film, it doesn't matter what film, it doesn't have to be foot soldier, it could be any film. Yeah. They should judge it on the merit, you know? Because, 100%. Because independent films, you know, if you look at all the Hollywood directors, whether it's Guy Ritchie, Matthew Vaughan, Quentin Tarantino, um, you know, whoever, yeah. right? So many actors, they've all started so with the independents. Yeah, but you've right? got, yeah, but you have the to independent start somewhere. Film, film, film scene, film... Yeah. Uh, market is the breeding ground for talent, for future stars, for future writers, for future directors. And without that, there is nothing. And, and, I, and I, I've always been a massive supporter of independent films. And I genuinely think that everybody should support independent films. And, you yeah. know, when people go, 
you know, oh, I've got a fucking dodgy box or I'm going to wait till it comes on fucking Amazon or I'm going to wait yeah. till it comes on Netflix for free. And you, I've, I, I've, I used to get excited about films. Yeah. Um, and I've always been excited about films. But what I don't understand now is people are actually quite happy to wait. Yeah. So they have to pay for it. Or they watch weird. it for free. And I, yeah, I, on those dodgy sites or them fire sticks. And, and I, they, don't, yeah. I, I genuinely don't get that. And it, yeah. it does sort of annoy me. Well, you know, the um, what I was going to say is that um, people... Uh, People do. I mean, I know, I I know people that have got these fire sticks and stuff. And they're like, I'm like, you know, and they're and they're big fans of of the Foot Soldier, uh, and other films as well. But you know, they um, I can I say, oh, have you seen my film yet? I've seen any Foot Soldiers. Oh, you know, oh, and it does annoy me a little bit because it's like they they say, oh yeah, I watched. You know, like most people I've, I know, my friends who've seen the third one, it's either or they've watched it on Sky. Or back in the day when it got released on like a dodgy thing, I'm like, yeah, I'd just wait for it to come out. I'm like, why aren't you going to support your mate or yeah. going to support your friends or the British film industry? You know, we're British, you know what I mean? But it's, but you know, most times out of 10, I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it. Not doing, I don't do it, especially like, because of my dad. I can't download illegal copies because my dad would just fucking shoot me. You know what I mean? It's a big thing. It's a big <laughs> you no. Michael Myers on your yeah, ass. Yeah, it's a big no-no, <laughs> especially he's in the film industry. So he's very set in his ways. You know, you don't do that. You don't copy films and watch it on a shit, shot, shit site. You, you know, you go and pay for it or you go and watch it how people you should do, really. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'm guilty of that. I see, you know, if I see big films, I won't um, legally download because I just don't know how to anyway and I shouldn't and I can't. Um, and um, But yeah, I'll wait for films to come out on Sky. If it's on Sky, then it's a different platform. You know, I'm not doing it illegally. I'm, I'm buying it or renting it. But, you know, I think everyone should do that, really. But, you know, people don't want to spend money anymore. Yeah. And that, that's part of it. I mean, I know my mates will go, well, why would I spend you know, 15, 20 quid go to the cinema when I can get it for free. Yeah. I understand what they're saying, yeah. but it's still, don't sit right with me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So, but, uh, so for all those people watching this that do this, um, do it to all the other films apart from their films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch all the other films on Pirate. Uh, but when you watch anything that we're in, yeah, you got to pay. Just make sure you pay. Yeah. So I find out where you live. <laughs> Obviously, we did Rise of the Foot Soldier, Pat Tate Story. Yeah. One prostitute, two prostitute, three prostitute. Yeah, went um, viral we, that we had, we had a great time in my bar, we had a yeah. great time here. Um, you know, great movie. Um, and and then after that, I don't know what you did for a year or so, but I remember speaking to you about Once Upon a Time in London. Yes. Um, Moisha. And, 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 I, I, and it was actually quite funny because at the time, um, when we were casting that film, uh, and for those that haven't seen Once Upon a Time in London, it's basically period crime, true story about Billy O and Jack Spot, who were the original gangsters in London, uh, both Jewish gangsters. Um, and, you know, they were, you know, the setup for the Crazy Richardsons. I mean, all these crime families today, I mean, that was the beginning, yeah. wasn't it? There was them, there was the Sabinis, there was all these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you sort of just look at it, you go, wow, you know, um, and I remember ringing you and saying, oh, Josh, you know, do you fancy be play, playing Moisha Blue Ball? Yeah. And you were like, fucking hell, I remember yeah, that story. I remember, yeah, Because I remember reading the book about it way before you even spoke about it. What book was that? Was uh, I think it was called A Man of a Thousand Cuts. Jack Spot. Hit him hard, Jack Spot. Do you know something? I've, I've not read that book, but somebody told Very me that good. was a really good book. Really good really book. Because there, there was that one. And then I think Wendy Clarkson wrote a book, didn't he, about... Jack Sport, you wrote a book about Billy Hill, and I think there's a few books about subject yeah, matter. So anyone yeah. who wants to, you know, read a book about it, yeah. I think all the books are, are pretty yeah. good. Well, um, I liked it as well, obviously, because, you know, being Jewish myself, and he was a Jew, 
And oh, so a, you're not Bulgarian then? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I could be. I, I don't know anymore, Tell. Oh, right. But oh, fuck no, I'd be anything you want me to be, mate. Um, as long as you pay me. Um, yeah, no, and I remember reading about that book and I just thought, wow, what a great film that would be. And then obviously we spoke about it and you said you're doing a film about it. And then you rang me about it. I was like, fucking hell, yeah. So, yeah. What was your, what was your, your tell us some stories about that. And, you know, it was, it was a great time because we also did that. It was that, fun, wasn't it? That year we did uh, Marbella as well. Yes, we did. Yeah, so so we were two movies together. Yeah, yeah. Rise of Foot Soldier, Marbella. Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. I, I think. I think. Um, I liked uh, playing Moisha Blue Ball. I just. Do you know what I loved about that film is part uh, is 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 the the clobber what we wore, yeah, the clothes, cool. the old school the old school stuff. I loved that. I thought that was really good. I just, it was just great being on set every day. You know, it was just it was fun. We did some fun stuff, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once, if you haven't seen Once Upon a Long, Once Upon a Time in London, go give it a watch. Now. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck me. I put my fucking teeth back in. Um, and then, and then, uh, have, you, have you got any any fun memories of that? Was there? Just working with you, tell. Oh. That was the best. No, um, I think you had hair then. I did. You had hair, didn't you? No, because it. You I had could, hair then. This will make you laugh, right? So um, I still have hair. Not now. a lot of it, but yeah. I still have hair now. But on your what, eyebrows. What happened? What, <laughs> yeah, but what happened was, um, when I turned forty, my hair went grey. Yeah. And then it started to recede, and I literally remember going to the, the, the hairdressers once a month, and you're sitting there for like three hours with all the fucking hair dye on, oh. and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't actually give a fuck about yeah. my hair. I really don't give a fuck about it. And that was the last film I did with hair. What's my time in London? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? It's all coming fuck off now. Fuck it, do it. Um, it does suit yeah. you, you're very lucky. Yeah. Well, a lot of people said that. A lot of people said... You're lucky. A lot of people can be bald and they look like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fuck, you know, it looks like he wants to kill me. But you look good. Oh, thank you, darling. You're welcome. Um, and then, obviously, after that, we did um, uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier, my bio. Yes, we did. That was fun. Kenny Boy's back in action. Yeah. I only had a little part in that one, didn't I? I didn't. I only had a little part in that because I don't think I was even going to be in that one, was I? And then they, they, they were like, "Oh no, we need Kenny for this scene." Because I was only in a couple of scenes, wasn't I? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, because Jane... after that it was Origins. I got my big part again. Right, 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 right. Okay. So Marbella was. I only, I only did a couple of scenes with. I think. I don't think I remember the scene with you. Just did it with Craig. So what was your? What was your funny? You must have some funny memories of Mar Marbella. There must be. Well, when I was waiting, in, working on Pat Day story. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, I mean, Loads, just... man. I mean, there was there was one in, 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 there was one um, I think moment when I was we was working. Me and Craig were working together on the bar scene where we've just done a pill. Oh, the tell it was great fun. It was when I did the scene on the beach. It's like you're filming on the beach and like another take. Yeah, like, yeah, do as many as you want. We don't care. Got the sun, sea, doing what, you know. And we had to pretend to take an e pill, and then oh, we get God. fucked up. And we were just that was my probably the, like the best moment. Like it was just fun. Uh, but I think funny-wise, cracking up was obviously when um, when we was in the bar and uh, they were like, oh, should we actually get you some real drinks to go with the scene a little bit? Because we're meant to be a couple of pills in now, be a bit fucked, and then we're meeting brasses and taking them back to the hotel and smashing them in. That's when they Are you talking about real life or the film? No, this was yesterday. <laughs> Oh, did you want to talk about the film? <laughs> yeah, so we talked about the oh, film. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, 
Um, that was well, not yesterday. Uh, yes, that was the film. So that was we, last week. That was last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, it was last week. Yeah, I thought you said what happened last week. Yeah. I don't must have got for it. Yes, yeah, so that was fun. Drink like because you don't really like you never really drink or do anything on the film set. But obviously, like we we were just like oh we'll have a couple just to get a bit merry because we wanted to get into the character a bit more, a bit more method. So we did that, and that was just a fucking laugh. Me and Craig just fucking cracking up at each other, laughing, walking down the bloody Marbella High Street with like my shorts. And oh, fuck. that fate, you wouldn't have that for Fela. That was yeah, a good, yeah, good yeah. Thing, being yeah. on the boat as well when we did the yacht scene. When like, um, he says, Oh, you've done like 10 lines in four minutes or something like that. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just all fun, man. Just banter. The whole, everything was good. Working with everyone's great, man. There's not, there's not one person on the cast or even on the crew that I think I don't want to work with them again. Yeah. I love everyone, man. It's great. I mean, I mean, it is like a family, <clears> yeah, of course, it is, man. Yeah, and then obviously, um, the pandemic happens, yes. Talk to me about that. Because did you have your daughter in the pandemic or was it before? No, it's before. Right. I had my daughter before. Let's talk about your daughter because yeah. you obviously um, yeah. had, had a serious girlfriend at the time. Yes, I did. Um, was you engaged or? No, 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 no. I'm not, I wasn't engaged. Thank fuck for that. Yeah, I had a before. When was it? So she's six next month. So six years ago now. Had a, but yeah, no. Yeah, it, so it was, it was, it was probably when we were filming Once Upon a Time in London and and Marbella. I think you're correct in saying that. Yeah, my daughter's doing amazing. She's doing really well. I mean, let's talk about, about your daughter. Cause I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, your daughter. Um, you know, they always say when you have a girl, yeah, she's a daddy's girl. Hundred um, percent. And, yeah. and obviously, you, I know you've had some some traumatic times with, of course, yeah, with the mother, yeah, and, and obviously. Over your daughter. I mean, do you want yeah. to talk about that? Or sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean so I, I won't go too much into the past of me and my ex and stuff, but you know, my uh, everything is now amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like negative stuff in it. Do you know what I mean? Like someone who suffers with depression, the shit that I went through with uh, with like my ex and finding out what she was doing behind my back and what she does, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm. I'm there for my daughter all the time now. Um, so also share about your daughter because your daughter was yeah, born yeah. with a disability as yeah, well. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter was born uh, with a disability. Yeah, so my daughter was born without any sight. She was so she's born fully blind. She's got no light perception. My daughter. Did you know that when she was born? Josh? No, we didn't know that at first. It was just like I think she was a month or something old like that. It was actually my mum who realised. She said her eyes don't seem a bit seem a bit like movie. Like that's what right, they're moving a bit and. Uh, yeah, we just went to a specialist and they just said, yeah, we're really sorry that your daughter's blind. She's got no light perception. She's blind. They did tests and she's got nerve damage and stuff like that. So it was it was hard, especially for me. I suffer with depression. Do you know what I mean? So I mean, I mean, it's a killer. Uh, as 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 a as a as a as a as a father, yeah, and as a man that <clears throat> obviously wanted to have that little girl. Yeah, of course. How did, how did you cope with that, Josh? Because that must have been hard. Um, I didn't cope very well. Right. At all. Uh, at that time as well, I was going through a shit relationship, toxic. Right. But obviously, I wanted to do everything I could and be there for my daughter because she's my world. But yeah, obviously, finding out that my daughter was blind killed me. Absolutely. just It destroyed me, literally. You know, all these things would go through my head like, oh, she's never going to see my face. She's never going to see certain things. She's never going to see the sky. All these little things we take for granted. You know, my, you know, she, but, you know... In a way, I know it's cool to say, I mean, it upsets me every day, but I see my daughter and she's always singing. She's always happy. She's dancing. But you know something? That's one thing that... Um, if she's happy, I'm happy. But that's, that's one, the main that's thing. That's one thing that a lot of people, you know, you get sympathy from people. People go, oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine if that was my son or daughter. I can't imagine how you cope with that. But to her, yeah. she's not known anything different. That's what I was going to say. So that's why she's yeah. happy, because yeah. this is a reality, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. Think, and I think, you know... 
uh, like you said, people do take things for granted. People take for granted getting up in the morning and actually walking around. Right? Yeah. You know, they're lucky they've woken up. Fucking yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100% mate. Um, well, when I, see my, when, I see my, when I see my daughter now, you know, like she's just, she's doing so well. She's excelling at school. Um, she's got a one-to-one who walks around and, take, and looks after her 24-7 at school. Um, but yeah, she's just doing really well, you know. Is there any, because uh, I know that there's uh, been some research um, in uh, stem cell therapy and different things, which some people yeah. have been able to partially regain some sight or full yeah. sight. Yeah. Is, is, is she able to have any treatment like that or not? Uh, at the moment, for what she's got, there's no cure for what she's got. But they did say that she was born in the right era. Uh, and that fingers crossed in her lifetime there could be there could be something they can do. There's not a yes yet because wow. uh, you know there's um, I can't remember the exact name what it's called because I'll probably fuck it up. But yeah, it's, it's nerve damage and uh, all that stuff in her eyes and stuff. So they can't really cure that at the moment. But they did say that she's born in the right era. And there's so much amazing stuff out there that they can do. Well, look, technology and and medicine changes daily. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so you might, you never know, you might, you, she might actually be out. To... Listen, it's my, it's my absolute dream tale to have my daughter just see her own dad's face, fuck's sake, you know what I mean? That's just, just her look at me and go, daddy, you know what I mean? It's just, but, you know, at the moment she can't. And, but in the day, it, yeah, it does, it still gets me down. Uh, but I'm in such a good place physically and mentally at the moment. I don't let it get to me as much as it did. Yeah. Because, you know, my therapist says, look, you can't change it. You can't do anything about it. Right fucking basically just put up with it because you have to be there for your daughter do everything you can for her make sure she has the best life and trust me i am um and she's doing amazing she's proper daddy's little girl and i genuinely think in life um you know lots of people complain about their situation whether they've lost a job they've lost someone in their family or, or somebody's been born with with an issue or yeah there's there's always i don't know anybody genuinely who goes through life and has no problems yeah right? i mean if you and are, i think so lucky. I, I know some people go oh well it's right for them they're lucky yeah. but genuinely i think everybody has some trauma or some issue to deal sure. with and i think and i think what your therapist said is actually great advice to anybody listening watching this yeah you know if there, if there's something you can change change it yeah if there isn't you just have to accept it and yeah. you have to do whatever, like you said, you work with it every day. You know, you yeah. see your daughter and, and you want her to be able to see yeah. the sky, you, but you can't do anything about it. So, so all you can do is what you're doing. Yeah, And exactly. I think lots of people that will be um, watching this or listening to this probably won't know sort of about your daughter. Yeah. And I think it's good to share it because it gives people yeah. hope because people then sort of go, well, actually I thought, what I was going through was shit, yeah. but it ain't that shit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's 100%. always someone better than you and it's always, always someone, someone worse. worse. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I mean, mean, do you know what, you know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there, Tell, is that my friend said to me the other day, he said, well, at least you're not going to hospital to see her every day and she's on life support. Yeah. Or, or at least she's not dying of cancer. You know, I know, know it's a very morbid conversation, but I, you know, you see all these adverts on TV, you see children in hospice, you know, in a hospice, four or five years old, dying of leukemia. I mean, the last... And you think, you're not, you're not that parent. You're, you can see her every day. She's alive, she's kicking, she's doing really well. Yes, she can't see. And it is very fucking hurtful. And it, it brings me to tears sometimes when I see her. But she's, if she was here now, she's like happy. She's singing, she's dancing. She's, I know she can't see, but like you said, another massive thing is that she doesn't know no different. She was born without sight, so she's, that, she adapts to it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm glad that she didn't have sight and then it got taken away from her. So I'm, in, in, in a way, I'm, I'm glad that it's how it, it's come, it's happened like that, so. In the last three weeks, I've had people contacting me on social media um, 
about young children, and I'm talking seven, eight years old, having life-saving cancer treatment. And, wh and that breaks my heart, you know, when Terrible. you see uh, that happening to kids, you know. And, I know. Uh, you I know, know. It's, it's, I've, all, I've always done uh, a lot of work for children's charities because I've always yeah. wanted to, to help where you can. Sure, yeah, of course. Um, and also cancer's a big thing for me as well because mm. I have lost quite a few people from that. Sure, um, but but you know if if does your does your does your daughter get any help from any sort of charities for, for uh, so uh, at the moment there's not I mean yeah obviously the uh, the government they give her disability allowance and they uh, like for example we got a walk-in shower built in for her the other day because obviously she's getting heavy now to so start lifting up and putting the bath she can do it herself but for walk-in showers are sort of easier. So they pay for that. Um, we just got a gate out of the back. Um, I mean, she's never in the garden on her own, but I mean, like... The only reason I'm asking, Josh, I just thought if anyone's watching this and they wanted to donate any money to a blind charity, if you have yeah, one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, uh, uh, I mean, I'd say if to do anything is to, to dedicate or put money into Moorfields Hospital because they are incredible. I think oh, they must have a charity, Moorfields. I'm sure they do. But yeah, yeah but I mean, if... Um, Moorfields are just incredible. What they do for my daughter, what the checkups they do—it's an incredible hospital. Uh, yeah, Moorfields is great. Uh, it's one of the top hospitals in the world. Uh, also, got, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I wanted to. I'm going to try um, and come. I'd like to become an ambassador for guide dogs, yeah. um, something like that. And then, um, yeah, just just you know, not necessarily just help children or anyone that are, are blind, but just help people you know and kids mainly I, you're, you're the best person that. for that because you've lived <clears throat> with it and you've yeah. you've had to deal with the challenges and, and adapt your life around what she's experiencing I 100%, think that, mate, that yeah. having that and then and then being able to then share that with other people and add some value I think that's an amazing yeah, thing yeah I mean like, like you said I mean a lot there's a lot of people out there a lot worse off than me who you know lost their kid? A kid's dying. Of this they're in hospital in a hospital. I do think about that stuff, and it's very sad. No one wants to, no one wants to bury their kid. You know, God forbid. But I look at my daughter and I think, look, you're breathing, you're healthy, you're happy. Life is good. She's excelling in life and doing really well. I can't. I really can't complain about that at the moment. So I've just got to stay strong, stay focused, and stay positive in my life, especially towards my daughter. You know. So what else do you do on the side, Josh? When, when you're not. Uh... You're so when I'm not acting, I, I'm a barber. I cut hair. Yeah. So I'm, anybody wants to get their barnet trimmed, where do yeah, they go? They just uh, message me on uh, DM me on Instagram. Right. Cause I ain't giving you my number. Josh uh, Myers, mobile hairdressing service. Yeah. No, I, he um, comes to you. I'll tell you. I'll tell, I'll tell you why. Is that um, when I was younger, my dad was just like, "Look, your acting might ever, might never get to the stage you want to get to, so you've got to have something to fall back on." So I just did a barbering course. I was always good with my hands. So I did a barbering course. So you are the Edward Scissorhands of North London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's am. good though. Because because lots of people, again, that are watching this. Yeah. Especially um, up and coming actors, you yeah, know. And listening to this will go, I just want to be an actor. I don't want to, I don't want to plan B. Yeah. I just want to focus on acting. But the reality is 95% of all actors are unemployed. Yeah. And obviously you could have a part in a movie. You could be the lead. It's not coming yeah. out for a year. Yeah, so what well, are you going to do? That's, that's exactly it. So I would say to anybody watching this, um, if you're an actor or, or, you know, whatever, always have something to fall back on. You always got to have something, uh, you know, always got to have a, love, loads of other strings to your boat. You, you have a I mean? reason to get up in the morning, right? 100%. You know, if you're just, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, we did uh, Vengeance. And after Vengeance, we did a horror film. But the last couple of months, I've not done anything apart from, we, you know, we'll get to the tour thing that we're doing. But I'm, I've got bits and bobs pardon me for next year and towards the end of right. the year fingers crossed but in that couple of months gap i don't just sit around and do nothing yeah i'll 
drive me mad. So I'm cutting hair two or three times a week. I'm going to the gym. I'm keeping active, being with my daughter. Always well, doing something. But, but I think that's the best advice. 100%. Be busy. Be busy. And if you're I, not busy, yeah. then you can drive yourself mad. 100%. And I, and I also think if, you, if you're, especially an up-and-coming actor or an actor, yes, you may be going drama school, fit school and pursuing that career, but always have something in the background that you can always earn money. Yeah. Uh, I always have like something you can fall back on that if it really didn't work. Get a, le get a legal side hustle. <laughs> a legal, yeah, not illegal. Legal side hustle. Um, and and uh, so, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. And obviously we then fast forward to the pandemic. Mm. Uh, how was the pandemic for you, Josh? It was all right. Not great. It didn't. It, it, fu it fucked up my mental health of quite a bit, my depression, because you're stuck indoors, isn't you? You can't really go anywhere. You know, maybe you know, I'd try and go for a jog in the morning because I think you was allowed out like, an hour a day, weren't you? Like fucking cage animals. I think you was allowed out, but I don't think you, you, you know, you, you, you weren't allowed to mingle, were you? Yeah. Unless I mean, you had a reason to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was horrible. And also as well, like the first lockdown, um, which just wasn't great for my depression. It, it didn't really fuck me up. Um, yeah, it was just it was just mad. But I think it was I think it was just because how do you get how do you spend your day? Was you playing Connect Four with yourself or solitaire? Oh no, I was playing myself. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't playing Connect Four. <laughs> playing myself as much as I could. Now I um I just I just try to stick to a routine. Get up, right. eat breakfast, play with yourself, play myself many times. Go to the gym. No, you couldn't go to the gym, could you? I had to work out at home. I had to oh, right. had to do a lot of work at home. Um, just yeah, it was it was hard. I didn't like it. <laughs> I tell you what was what 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 the highlight for me of the pandemic was. Uh, I did an audio book, so I, wow. I was sitting here in April and I was thinking, can't do anything, can't go anywhere. We're developing all this content. Will we make it? Will we not make it? Will the cinemas reopen? Yeah. Are we all going to die? Who knows? Yeah. Right? And uh, I just thought, you know what? Everyone kept saying I should never write my audio book, so. Yeah. And I made my audio book, King of Clubs, which was about yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I think it was like a month after that, I got a phone call from Andy saying, um, we're going to do an origin story. We're going to do a Tony Tuck story. And I was yeah. like, that's fucking cool. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to play yourself 16 years younger. Yeah. So we had a bit of a laugh about it. But then you got the call. Yeah. And what was great is when we got that call and we knew actually yeah. this is going to happen at some point this year. Yeah, yeah. I think it gives us all something to look forward to. But a boost of morale, isn't it? Um, and I remember, like, literally, I think it was, I don't know if it was June or July, but things started opening up again. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, we're going to... I, I can't remember, because it, it feels like fucking 20 years ago. Yeah. But we was at this stage, now we're going at this stage, and you don't have to do this. And, and it yeah. felt, oh, well, maybe we're going back to normal. And then I remember, literally, getting in the gym, and I was, like, fucking really, really put Martin and into that film. I mean, yeah, you did. You smashed it. done very it was, well. It was an hard film. Like, to, no, you, I thought to, I was very really proud of you on that film. Oh, I love you. Thank you, I think you, did, I think you did great, man. Um, and I remember getting in Southend, checking in that hotel, seeing your face. Yeah. Seeing Craig's face, seeing uh, Vinny Jones's It was just like, yeah, we're, all just here, fun, we're all doing this movie. And it was, it was, it was quite daunting for me because it was the first time I'd ever played a role like that. Um, big lead, and, wasn't and, it? And, 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 but what I loved about it was the fact that we were, we were all in their bubble. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it was like literally, we're not going home till we finish this. Yeah. And and uh, I used to like you have a routine, get up in the morning, go to the gym, and then obviously I shut the fucking gyms again. We was in another lockdown. Yeah. And I remember like being in this like nice hotel in Southend with you guys, and thinking for fuck's sake we're back where we were I mean, six months ago. Yeah. But then I thought you know what I'm fucking working. 
yeah. with hundred of my mates, and we yeah. did have a fucking laugh. Didn't yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, laugh. I mean, I remember that was when we did the Josh Myers challenge. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Um, Only you that makes me do that. And for that, and for those of you that don't know what the Josh Myers challenge is, it's on Instagram. We was we was there's this lovely Indian family yeah. who, who owned the, uh, the Seven Hotel, the Seven Hotel in Southend, and they looked after us. And I felt like I'd become part of their family. Yeah, they were good, and, good people. Uh, we had this private dining room at the back of the hotel where we had like some great gatherings. And on one night, the guy come round, and I don't know who come up with the Josh Myers challenge. It could have been me. I'm pretty handy. sure it was you. <laughs> pretty sure you're the one who tried to fuck me up. <laughs> what was the first thing I took? Do you know? Oh, was it on the fish head? No. So, so what it was there was there was some some fish on the table. That was disgusting. So there was a fish head, and I think a towel, and Josh. Ate the fish head and towel, um, so he pa he passed part one of the Josh yeah, Myers challenge. Terrible, wasn't it? But then it went on from there. Yeah, every time we meet up, we have to do a challenge. But no, no, but it went on because I don't know if you remember. We said, "Oh, have you got anything really fucking hot?" And they went, "We do." Oh yeah, and I drank it, um, didn't I? And I can't remember what it was, but they made you a cocktail with like some naga chili or what they call reaper chilies. It was like Fuck really me bad. Up. And and I remember you <laughs> knocking this thing back. <laughs> oh, you know, like when the dog's going to be sitting there <laughs> salivating I? I was like I didn't even ask you you just go do it do it drink it just fucking drink it and I drank it I was like ah, what is this <laughs> but, but, but you, you wasn't sick I wasn't, you wasn't sick. sick you did well no, in you my passed, head I was you passed yeah. the Josh Myers challenge thank you very much and I think we have done it again we, we've done two now yeah we've done two we've got to keep going Yeah, we've got to do the third one but we've got to be, be on another movie yeah, once we, every movie one, yeah that's a good yeah, idea I'll, I'm up for that yeah good but idea but what was your give us some stories from Origins because that was a great film where it's some fun um, I think one of the funniest ones was when we was in that car park and blew the car up oh fucking hell right so we're, we're in this car park in Southend and we blew the car park up sorry we, did, we almost blew the car park up because the car went up and and uh the, the, it was like a door. Sunroof. A sunroof. The and sunroof. it went across and it literally... Missed, just missed, yeah. I mean, it was literally that that fucking far yeah. away from actually owning someone out. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, yeah. I well, mean, yeah. We, were, we were lucky. The car blew up when it was... A, was it old school Merc, wasn't it? The car blew up, bang. It was. A, I think they put too much explosives in. They must have. And the fucking car just went boom. And this... I didn't even know. I was looking at the car like that. And they all saying, move, move, move. We obviously were quite well we were good like 50 feet back weren't we or more it was because obviously safety first and we just went and the fucking sunroof is like on fire like 100 feet in the air just flying down towards the crowd yeah. and it just missed me about, about that much I was right next to George <laughs> Russo and he pushed me out of the way and this and that I was fucking hell thank that. god nobody got injured on that yeah but, I know that was um, mental but we were insured anyway but yeah if you would have got ironed out we would have just yeah. left you there but we would have got money paid out been sweet yeah. your families would have been okay um, yeah I'll pay you out don't I but the <laughs> But I, th I think another funny story was, I don't know if you remember when we was doing that thing with Vinny outside the club and he comes out and he hits me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. For those oh yeah, I do remember yeah, when you fell and there was no mat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just for those people watching this and at home, there's normally a crash mat, right? Oh, and then what they do hilarious. is they edit it out. Yeah. And obviously if you actually get knocked on your ass and you bounce on the concrete, it fucking hurts. Yes, it does right? hurt. And this fucking div moved the crash mat out of the way and he's hit me and I've just gone straight on my ass and I've like dancing on the concrete. Yeah, and I was you like, fell straight on the concrete, yeah. But I was worried because, you well, know, We tried like, to stop you, but you just fell straight back. You know, like, at the bottom of your spine, the, the coccyx. coccyx spine, I yeah. actually thought, I'm going to have a broken fucking coccyx here. <laughs> I broke I'm going to be in a fucking A&E and fucking COVID. I don't want to pee. Yeah, 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 I broke my arse. And I've got up and everyone's going, are you okay, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. 
fine. Yeah, and then after you're crying like a little <laughs> girl. Oh, my bum. Oh, fucking um, hell. But, but it was funny. Really... I, I was crying. But but it was, was, I'm so sorry, Del. I'm glad you thought it was fun anyway. I thought it was hilarious. Because I tried to stop <laughs> you because you couldn't see there was no mat there. And I could see there was no mat. And I was thinking, he must know there's no mat here because he's about to come out here and we're rehearsing and he's going to punch him. He's going to fall back. Hopefully, he just stepped back you proper went. Oh, it was fucking fun times. That was. That was great. Yeah, I mean, can was. You, can you, I'm, I'm trying to think of some other funny stories about Origins because there was some funny, funny things, weren't there? Oh, yeah, no. What, I think every day was funny for me. There wasn't a day that goes by I didn't have right. stitches Absolutely. in my stomach. And the premiere, the premiere of that was good as well, when at Leicester Square. I mean, yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was, I mean, it, uh, yeah, it was really good. I think you was you was great in that film, mate. You oh, was thanks. really, really good. Thanks. Well, listen, we I, th I think we we definitely have, have done some great work together. Hundred percent. We've yeah, been we've, in some good movies. You know, yeah, we have got some when you talk yeah. about Once Upon a Time in London, you talk about Foot Soldier three, four, and five. Yeah. And obviously the new one six. Yeah. They're all good movies. Very good films. Um, I think I think the funniest thing when I come on. Rise of the Foot Soldier Vengeance when obviously I'm not in this one but yeah. involved in it on the production side but yeah. I remember I come on set the day you were getting fucking ironed out and, oh. Uh, oh yeah you did yeah yeah and yeah. what was funny Ben was there and, uh, and, 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 and after you died I said oh Ben you got to do the South Park thing. Oh my God, Who killed Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, I remember that. And Nick yeah. came up going, tell, you can't put it on social media. You're yeah. going to fucking ruin the film. It's a spoiler. <laughs> and he had like, it's fucking huge. Like, like, I said, mate, I'm not going to post it till after the film comes out. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so panicky, Nick. Oh. But I do love him. I think what he did with Origins, I mean, he upped the bar and I think what he yeah. did with Vengeance, again, completely different movie to Origins but yeah. I think Nick as a director is phenomenal I think he's yeah, you know good. what I'm glad you touched on that you know not only is Nick a very good friend of mine but he's he's, he's just fantastic he really is good you know I'm not just playing smoke up his ass because he's my mate he's fucking great at what he does really good director as you can see Origins is fantastic Vengeance is amazing you know, and you've got to see what he does next. I mean, I know yeah. he's talking about headhunters and yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I, think whatever, I think whatever Nick's done, whatever Nick does is going to be fantastic because he, you know, what I love about Nick is that he puts his heart and soul into every fucking, not the film, every fucking scene. He's perfection. Yeah, he? he's fucking great. Absolutely and he cares. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and, he cares. And, and, and you know, some people don't like that hands on, aggressive, like, this is what I want you to do while yeah. I'm directing. But I loved it because well, I, because yeah. I think as an actor, you can do your work. You can come on set and think how you're going to do different things. Yeah. But if somebody actually comes up to you and goes, that was good, but this is fucking better. Yeah. And you do it and you go, fucking hell, thank you. Yeah, Because right? you want, as an actor, you want to be good. You want to perform. Yeah, 100%. You want people to fucking, I want to be told if I'm do, not doing something right yeah. or if I pick something up or look somewhere or yeah. deliver something differently. Yeah. I'd much rather fucking be doing that than, yeah. than just do it and then, looking at it well, that, well directors have got that monitor haven't they or the monitor they can see what you're what you can't see so you may think you do it well and they go you know well when you did this you did that and when I'm watching this I would rather you did that so you know yeah and Nick you know would tell me straight up you know do this do it like that don't shout on this bit be a bit softer with your voice and be a bit more menacing make sure you, know? you play this one really camp Josh yeah he, he has to get through <laughs> a few times <laughs> um, and and uh, and what was the horror film he did after? That's a film called Death Do Us Apart. Uh, me and Jason Fleming. He's, he's a good he's actor. Great, yeah, yeah, he's a really good actor, Jason. We worked together on that. It's basically, a, I can't say too much. It's basically just, I'll say it's a comedy horror. Right, okay. It's funny. It's going to be good when it comes out, I hope. No, I'm sure it will be. It will be, because I'm you, in You're it. not in that many bad films, you're No, saying. no, no, no. This We've is all done good. a few bad films in our yeah, lives. Yeah, of course. But, Who hasn't? Um, one of the films that we... Uh, 
that we didn't touch on was antisocial. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And you actually worked with Prince Harry's bird. Yeah, Meghan Markle. Yeah. yeah. So we had we had a, me and my friend Sam had a concept for a film. Um, approached the director and said, "Reg uh, done that as well." Reg, didn't he? Reg did do that. He wrote it. Yeah. So it was our idea. Reg wrote it. Obviously, he put a lot of input into it as well. Uh, and there was a yeah antisocial. I mean, it, it should have done a lot better than it did, but you know we won't go into that one. But yeah, it worked with Meghan Markle. She played my brother's love interest in the film. So uh, she was in, I think, Suits at the time, the shot, the TV series in America. That was massive as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So again, that was a big show. Yeah, Suits is massive. Yeah, I mean, I never watched it, but I know my mum and dad loved it. Blah blah. But yeah, no, yeah, I worked with her for about seven, eight weeks. I worked with her, uh, Meghan Markle. She was actually nice. She was actually cool, cool to me. Right. But yeah, and then. Four, four, fast forward years later, she's now, was it Duchess of Sussex, I think, or something like that? Well, she's married to Prince Harry now. Maybe Mad. we should have got some pictures and some videos of her. I've got a picture of her. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll just keep it private. No, I thought you'd post it on Instagram and said, yeah, me with uh, Prince Harry's... Prince Harry's bird. ...wife. <laughs> yeah. Just hanging out. And my mate's actually got a video that I, I... He was a big fan of Suits. He's still got it on his phone with her saying... Hi, how are you? This is your, I'm with your best friend Josh. She's telling me you love the show. Lots of love. He's still got that, yeah. So he's like, I've actually got that from her. So that's amazing. She's cool. Amazing. Um, yeah. So so he's worked with Meghan Markle. Yeah. He's worked with Craig Fairbrass. Worked with Two Stone. I mean, you know, who would you like to work with in the future that you haven't worked with? Good question. I would have said Tom Hardy, but I've worked with Tom Hardy. That was cool. Oh, he's a fantastic actor. Who would I like to work with? Um, off the top of my head, I'd say Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'm the new Jason Statham. The better looking version. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. I feel, I tell you what, he is um, a phenomenal guy. I mean, I've, I've met yeah. him and, and, and I've got to say, like, he is so down to earth and he's so, like, uh, I mean, he's just a movie star, isn't he? I mean, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's come from lock stock and he's yeah. he's probably one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. 100%, now, yeah, he? yeah, he's absolutely smashed. But he is absolutely, you know, I think anybody... Yeah. Who, who's in a film with him, they're going to see a massive boost in their career. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's a, he, I think he's really good at his craft and I think he's really good. He's and, and, what, um, and, and obviously, if you were talk, talking about films, what are your favourite, and I won't say favourite because I think if, when people say, what's your favourite gangster film, it's well, a stupid hard. fucking so question because there's not one. Yeah, there's but, so many. What would, you, what, would you, what would you say would your all-time five or ten in no particular order just the ones that you watched and went, fuck me, I'd love to have been in that. Or that More is like a... got to be a gangster film. Yeah. We're on a crime podcast. We don't want to talk about fucking rom-coms, do we? Oh, I was going to say Shrek, <laughs> Moana. Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. That's got to be number one for me. Scarface. Yeah. I don't know many, to be fair. Good, I just think of Goodfellas, really. That's, that really? was my title. Yeah. Uh, Casino. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable film. That's top three. Uh, I don't know if it's a gangster film. I can't, I can't think of any others. But they are definitely that. Would you like me to, to help mind. you? Yes, please. Help you. I'm the podfather. So gangster I know, number one. I like. I, I, know, I, know, I know this shit right inside out. Right. So, yeah. Sexy beast. Sexy beast is great. Good Godfather. Yes, all of them. What? Even the third one. Yeah. No, I was just the talking third, about the franchise. The, the third one. No, no, no. Original. I, was the I, best I, one. I watched. I watched the first one, and I thought, wow, that is a great movie. And then yeah. when I watched the second one, when De Niro. Played, yeah, the Godfather. I was just like, oh my god! I mean, it, it that for me was. I mean, De Niro's done some amazing performances. Oh, incredible. Him playing Martin Brando. Oh. I mean, he did it 
I mean, you, it was like watching a fucking young Marlon Brando. That's yeah, how good it was. Yeah, he's, he's um, pretty special. And then the third one, I, I, I didn't get that at all. I, I, I've, I've always thought Francis Ford Coppola is an amazing director. Yeah. And the first two films, they were probably two of the best gangster films ever made. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, when I say ever made, I mean, you know, I put that in the box with Casino, Goodfellas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarface, 100%, course, Carlito's Way. Oh, Carlito's Way, great film. Carlito, go back up. Remember me, Benny Blanco from the Bronx? <laughs> See, you remember all this? Yeah, I just, my um, brain was, I kept coming yeah, since the 70s, so yeah. I was all kerfuffled. Love, Honor and the Bay was another great one. film. Yeah, yeah, another yeah. Love, Honor and the Bay. Final Cut, did you see that? No, I never saw Final Cut. That was Jude Law's first movie. He was great in that. Jude Law, that was good. Obviously, The Rise of the Foot Soldier franchise. Yeah, they're. Big gangsters. I mean, there's so many. In yeah, there. so many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you was obviously at drama school and, yeah. you, and you were looking to be an actor, did you look at any actors and go, "I really want to have that guy's career"? Whether it was Ray Winston or uh, Jason Statham, was there anybody that you looked at growing up and you was like, "That's what's inspiring me to act"? Other than wanting to do it, an actual good question. I didn't, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really have anyone. I was just like, oh, I want to have his life. I want to be like that. I just thought, I want to be an actor. I want to have, I want to just, I don't really care about, I'm not saying I'm famous now. Obviously, we all get recognised in certain places whether for the films that we've done, but I know it comes with the territory, but I just want to wake up every day and be on the film set and be acting. I just, that is my life. That's what I want. I know that obviously certain parts of fame and things come with it, but that really don't bother me. I just want to, I have my life. What are you doing today? I'm on a film set. You know, I'm working. I want to be working all the time. I love I acting. Think, I think when I when I grew up, I think mine was Ray Winston. I really? always watched Ray Winston films, and I love Ray Winston as an actor. And I was, but I never wanted to act. I never wanted to yeah. be in movies. You know what I mean? But I got into it by yeah. default, right? By right. somebody saying, "I oh, want you to be in this movie," and that's what got me into it. Yeah. But I'd always, if if you said to me, like, with the music scene. Who was your favourite DJs? Yeah. Who was your favourite, you know, who's your, you know, do you like Taylor Swift? Do you yeah. like Sinatra? You know, you have favourite artists that you, do you like Drake? Yeah. Do you, know, do you like Nines? Yeah, there'd be people that you go, if I like rap music, I'm 50 Cent, Nines, yeah. Drake. You know, you'll have your list of rap yeah, people of course, you like. Yeah. And in movies, it, for me, it was Ray Winston. And then when I watched Sexy Beast, yeah, it was a Ben Kingsley. And people, oh, he was amazing, out, wasn't he? And people said to me, you know, um, that's such a great movie. And I said, do you know, sir? I said, that shows you how good Ray Winston is because if you've got Sir Ben Kingsley calling you a cunt every day and you keep a straight face, I mean, you know, it was the funniest film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he actually, like, you, if, you, if you watch Ben Kingsley in, or Sir Ben, as he's called, yeah. in Gandhi or any of his other movies, yeah. and then you see him in that, you just go, my God. I mean, it was like... his very first time, wasn't he? He's he was some, so good. He's an amazing so actor. I think, I think he was fantastic in Sexy If you haven't Beast. seen Sexy Beast, it's worth watching it. Just very you good can film, definitely watch here's it. Here's a Ben Kingsley called Ray Winston a cunt. Yeah, many, <laughs> many times in one scene. No, oh yeah, it was great. Sexy Beast is a fantastic film. So so what's your plans for the future, Josh? Have you got uh, got anything you're working on or anything that's uh, coming up? I've got, a few, I've got a few films that I've been offered, actually, for beginning of next year. Uh, hopefully got some other stuff lined up towards the end of this year. Just got to keep plodding along. Just got to keep going. Just got to get myself out there more. Um, yeah, we're doing our gangster tour. Yeah. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, so that's also um, something that's very exciting. Yeah, that, very. Again, uh, come out of a friend of mine, Kaz, who runs a company called Stargaze Entertainment. Yeah. He literally said, oh, you know, I really want to do a UK gangster tour. 
Yeah. And he reached out to pretty much everybody and said, do you want to be in it? Yeah. Some people said <clears throat> they didn't want to do it. Some people said they did want to do it. Some people are busy. But yeah. I think we've got a great selection from, yeah. from yourself, me, Nick Moran. Um, we've got Vass Backwood. Jamie um, Foreman. Jamie Foreman, Roland Manukian. Yeah. So we have got a nice selection of nice. Frank Harper. Yeah. Nice looking. selection of guys uh, doing these meet and greet tours. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, I, I thought about it and I thought, actually, if you could spend money and go out and have a night out with these guys, and, and the places they're going, like Kingston, Enfield, yeah. Leeds, Birmingham, places that, you know, you don't normally would have yeah. that. So, yeah, we might have all been in these places, but not yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So to actually have, be able to have a picture, to be able to have a chat, to have us on stage talking, yeah. uh, them asking questions, I think it's a fucking genius thing. And yeah, I actually said to, said to Kaz, I said, I think it's great. And the, the plan, um, obviously, was, was to do the first UK British Gangster Tour yeah. this year and then next year in 2024 take it on overseas but also do the other because obviously the uk is a massive place of course to actually get all the sounds so uh, yeah we could be quite busy next year just doing that <laughs> I, I, I hope we are i hope we are mate in between I, being movie stars yeah i hope we are cutting hair I, yeah exactly, and doing podcasts. Yeah. I, I hope we are because i think it's a great thing to do to give back to the fans you know what i mean Absolutely. and have a night with them and i think Absolutely. it'd be fantastic because also you know you can come and to, to a film premiere but there's 700 people there it's all a bit manic yeah. a bit chaotic people are drunk uh, some of the actors might not be there because they're traveling or they're working on another film. Yeah. But then on something like this, like we're there. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. you know, we got, you got us for four or five hours, however long you want us for. Unbelievable. I can't <laughs> wait. Make sure you check it out. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. I really enjoyed um, it. We've had a great, um, great chat today. Good chat. And, we always uh, have a good chat. And, uh, you know, it was just good hearing, hearing about your life and about all the things you've been through and experienced. And, you know, I think, you know, you've grown into... A lovely man. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. And, uh, you know, you've, you're doing well as an actor. And, you know, you've got your business as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, I'm excited as a friend and oh, also as a, uh, as a colleague to see what you do over the next 13 years. Well, I hope so. Well, thanks, Phil. We'll, Very nice of you to say that, mate. We'll Appreciate that. In 13 years' time, come back on here. Yeah. And you'll be 50 and I'll be 65. Yeah. And, and we I'll, can have I'll, a chat and say, well, what did we do since we had that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Have we become more inappropriate? Yeah, Or probably. less inappropriate? Mo probably more inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> have, has... Josh, have you been cancelled yet? <laughs> oh, fucking, I hope not. <laughs> so thank you for watching the latest episode of the Criminal Connection podcast. Josh Myers, what a laugh, what a guest, what a legend. Make sure you tune in next week We've got more great guests, more great stories, more banter, more fun. Criminal Connection podcast, Terry Stone, the Podfather. Check it out. See you next week.